who's gonna tell him there can be a better day? Who's gonna show him that Jesus is the way? Cause we don't tell that man about Jesus. How well he Hello and welcome to the Local Church Missions Podcast. My name is Estevan Montoya and I'll be your host. The Local Church Missions Podcast is a ministry of the Valley Bible Baptist Church in Española, New Mexico, under the leadership of Pastor Brian McMath. And today we're going to start a series dealing with gospel presentation. As we looked at last uh, um, week, we started off with four episodes dealing with the Great Commission. We talked about the plan of the Great Commission, the preaching of the Great Commission, the power of the Great Commission, and the place of the Great Commission. And I'm going to be recording um, three episodes starting today dealing with presenting the gospel, presenting the gospel. And so today's topic is going to be gospel presentation basics. And before you continue listening, I'd encourage you to head over to www.greatcommission.com. Dot church and uh, you can go there and join our newsletter also um, if you wouldn't mind whether you're listening on iTunes or in some other platform if you wouldn't mind leaving a review and uh, just uh, giving honest feedback about the podcast and hopefully this podcast has been an encouragement to you dealing with local church missions and so our goal as you know is to help the local church fulfill the Great Commission locally and so we provide um King James Bible um, gospel tracts, and we're working on some discipleship material here, speaking with my pastor. Going to be working out some things to get some um, printed material and even some online material to help with discipleship and uh, and so forth, and looking forward to um, providing those things. And so today's topic is going to be the presentation of the gospel and just the basics of it. And really, when it's all said and done, there's three fundamental things that I believe people need to understand in order to receive the gospel. The first is that they need to understand they are sinners deserving of hell because of sin. And, uh, and so that's the first thought. And then the second thought is they need to understand the finished work of Christ. Uh, understand that it's, it's completely finished. And, um, and then last is they need to turn to Jesus in faith to save them from their sins. And that that's pretty much the sum of explaining the gospel. Now, in doing such, there's many different ways people uh, witness to people. Often they use what's called a, a Roman's road, you've probably heard, and I've used that in the past. I, I personally don't like to, to use just the Romans road only, um, not against it. I've known people who've gotten saved from it and uh, people who witness to others and they, they are able to lead people to the Lord um, using a Romans road. But having been in a more religious area and uh, there in Taos when we planted our church and then growing up with a Catholicism in our home, I, I have found that it's easy to get somebody to pray a prayer, but that doesn't mean that that person got saved. And so I, I like to be very thorough in the presentation 
of the gospel. I like to be extremely um, just, uh, you know, I want them to understand that they can't save themselves and if they stood before God that they would have to go to hell because of their sin and uh, and so forth and that Jesus paid it all and, and there's nothing they could do to save themselves or to um, earn their way to heaven. They have to come to Christ and, and let him do the saving and, and they have to trust him entirely and, and so forth and they're, they're regenerated, they're born again, life is given to them, they were dead in their sins and now they're born again and they, they've been quickened as the Bible says, meaning that uh, they, they've been made alive. And so I want to read to you just a simple verse here that um, I read to our church um, in, in Española here. I had the privilege of preaching one of the services my pastor asked me to preach. And it's found in 1 Peter chapter number 3. 1 Peter chapter number 3. The Bible says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and in fear. And so this idea of being ready always, we're to always be ready to share the gospel. Um, Paul told Timothy to, to preach the word, to be instant in season and out of season. And having been a pastor, um, I know that there's often never a convenient time to, to be a blessing and to minister and to serve. Often you get phone calls and in your home and, and you have to go and help somebody, um, whether it's at their house or in the hospital or, or different things like that. And it can be disruptive being a pastor. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's part of the ministry. That's, that's what it is to serve God. Sometimes you have to be available to be ready, instant, in season and out of season. And, and at the same time, you know, you, you look at that and there's times where people begin to ask you questions about your faith and it could be that you're in a hurry, it could be that you're trying to get somewhere and so forth, and yet at all times we're to be ready to give an answer. Um, that also means that we need to be walking in the Spirit because you never know when someone's going to ask you of your faith where you have to share the Word of God so you can't be walking in the flesh and, and think you could serve God. And, and I've been there sometimes where I just get up and I go, haven't read my Bible, haven't prayed, and just have things to do. And, and I sometimes read it, sometimes I read in the night instead of in the morning, but I don't always, I don't feel like I'm in the spirit and I have to, you know, God, please help me, God, forgive me. And, and I don't like to be like that. And so I try to make it a point to to read the Bible in the morning to make sure I get on the same page with God and, and so forth. That's part of being ready always, having that uh, ability to, to be able to share the gospel. Because here's the thing. The Bible says in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, that you're born again by the Spirit of God. And yet the Bible also teaches in the book of First Peter, um, chapter 1, that you're born again by the Word of God. And so when you consider that thought, um, you know, it takes a father and a mother to conceive a child. It takes the Word of God and the, Sp and the Spirit of God to, to conceive a child of God. And, and so we have to be walking in the Spirit so that we could have the Spirit's power in our life as we share the Word of God with people. So that, that means we have to be ready always. And so we have to constantly make sure that we are, are walking in the Spirit and that we know the Word so that we can give both to somebody so that they could be born again. And so we need to be ready always to give an answer of, the, of a reason. It says there, of the hope that lieth within you. And, and we need to live our lives as, as such that we are demonstrating the hope of the gospel so that when people see us, they see hope in our lives and then we can give them an answer. Um, furthermore, it says there that we're to be ready to give an answer. And it says, um, 
with meekness and fear. Um, you know, meekness is strength under control, and fear, that idea of fear, deals with reverence and respect. And if I could equate two other words to it, it would be humility and respect as we witness to people. And, and so often, whenever we witness to people, it becomes a almost an argument and a match as to whose religion is right. And yet the Bible says that we're not to argue over these things, but rather we're to have a meek spirit and a spirit of fear or reverence or respect. Imagine how much better we would do when witnessing to people if we were humble and we showed respect, meaning we didn't argue, we didn't position ourselves to where we're right, you're wrong, and yes, we are right, often in sharing the gospel, but we don't have that attitude. Rather, we have a respectful, reverence attitude that we're, we're sharing, and we're, we're meek, we're humble, um, we don't have pride. And so, um, that, that's just a thought about being ready always. And so, um, the idea here is as we present the gospel, again, there's three fundamental thoughts that we need to, to embrace in sharing the gospel. And the first is that People need to understand they are sinners deserving hell because of their sin. And I could show you all the different verses that deal with that, but I want to um, have you look at uh, one particular verse that's found in the Gospel of John, and, and it really clarifies this issue of sin. And, uh, and so John chapter number 3, there's so much content in the Gospel of John, but especially chapter number 3 with dealing with people, witnessing to people. And so John chapter 3 um, and verse number 18, um, everyone loves 316, and some will even quote 317, but 318, it says here, He that believeth on him is not condemned. So you get saved, you believe on Christ, you are not condemned for your sin. But it says right after, He that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So if you have not come to Christ and been saved, the Bible says that, Already, in, in your current state, you are condemned. You're condemned already, the Bible says. And when we deal with people, God looks at them as either lost or saved. And, and if they've not believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, they are already condemned. And then it says here in verse number 19, and this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So not only are they condemned, but in that condemnation, they are in darkness and they have evil deeds. And then it says, verse number 20, For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. And, and that idea there is you're condemned, you're in darkness, you're in sin, and when we show them the Word of God, it turns on the light, and one of two things happen. Either people will respond in conviction, and they'll get saved, or at least they'll, they'll respond to conviction. I should say we can't guarantee they'll get saved, but they'll respond in conviction, or, or they will respond in pride, and they, they won't look at themselves as lost. And until they see themselves as lost, they will not get saved. And so they need to understand that they're saved or that they're lost and in sin. Um, and then again, they need to understand the finished work of Christ. Romans chapter 10 deals with that. And we, we use it often. I use it particularly when witnessing to people. And I say the finished work, it's not just the death of Christ. It's also the resurrection. Because the Bible says in Romans 10, 
Verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so the idea there is we need to believe that Jesus died for our sins, and that he was buried, and that he rose again three days and three nights later. They have to understand that fundamental concept of the resurrection, and that it is that alone that saves. Jesus Christ said in John 14, um, verse 6, um, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me it's through him and him alone. Whenever they were preaching in Acts chapter number 2, and they were preaching about the resurrection and, and so forth, and they, they said, you crucified him, but God raised him up, and, and they're, they're preaching hard there on the day of Pentecost. And the Bible teaches that, uh, it says there that they, 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 what shall we do to be saved? And, and they, they needed to believe on a risen Savior. You read further on in Acts chapter number 4, and there's a man who was healed that had been lame from his birth. He couldn't walk. And they said, this man stands before you whole. And they said, by what name or by what authority? And they said, by the name of Jesus. And they said, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's Jesus and Jesus alone that saves. So they have to understand that they are sinners deserving of hell. They have to understand that only Jesus can save. And then at that point, they have to turn to him to save them. And it says there in Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's like turning to him, asking in desperation, please save me. I can't save myself. I believe what you did is sufficient, and I'm trusting you to save me, Jesus. Not myself, not my church, not my religion, not my good works, or, or anything like that. Jesus and Jesus alone. And so those are some fundamental thoughts about witnessing, just some basics about sharing the gospel. And so I'd encourage you that you would look at how you share the gospel and, and ask yourself, do I teach people the truth about heaven and hell and sin? Do I teach people the finished work of Christ? And do I point people to Jesus and to turn to Him alone to save them? They call on Jesus by faith uh, to save them. And so I hope this uh, episode was a blessing to you. In the next episode, I'm going to go through an actual presentation of the gospel that I personally use when I witness to people, and it seems to be very effective. And doesn't mean everybody gets saved that hears me present the gospel, but it is... Um, something that it will confront them with their sin and confront them with the reality of hell and confront them with Jesus as the way to save them. And that's all we can do. We can warn people. We can't save anybody, but we can warn them. And so let's go out and be the witness that God has called us to be here. Thank you for listening to the Local Church Missions Podcast, and may Christ bless you today.